Hello, and welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. This episode, we travel to downtown Phoenix to check out a brewery that's really flying under the radar. So stay tuned for that. But first, this episode is brought to you by Tap and Bottle. Tap and Bottle is in Tucson. Scott and Rebecca Safford run one of the best tap rooms in the state. And they're just great people. So Rebecca is involved in so many different things. She even has a local radio segment where she talks about beer and sports. So every year, these guys knock it out of the park with Beer Week. So this year is no different. A little bit different, actually. There's some pretty cool additions this year. So seven, uh, seven events across three locations that they have. Two tap and bottles and their location called Westbound. Now, they normally do things like trivia, spelling bee, live music, all that kind of stuff. They're still going to do that. But on top of that... February 6th, they're having a release party for the Limitless IPA, which is the women's collaboration beer that was brewed at Dragoon a few weeks ago. On February, now this is for you IPA fans, February 8th, they're having the Hazy, Juicy, and Hoppy IPA Day, known as Hazed and Infused. So, tap list is pretty, pretty badass. This includes the Pueblo Vita Renhouse collaboration, highly compatible, so you don't want to miss that one. And to round things off, it is the 4th Annual Beer Mile at Westbound. This is February 16th, so it looks like there's running and beer involved. Four beers, four laps. They're going to have food trucks, Bloody Mary Bar. Uh, you get commemorative koozie. There's all kinds of good stuff. There's comp- competitions for finishing under 15 minutes. There's just really all kinds of cool things to do. So, February 16th, the 4th Annual Beer Mile at Westbound. Now, this is just one of the few things. They also have a beer dinner that's going on. There's a beer crawl post party. So here's what you need to do. Just go to the tap and bottle, spell it all out, spell the word and out, the tap and bottle.com. Check out their website and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. And you'll be able to keep track of all that stuff. And you can go to these things and you can also download an app. So search tap and bottle, spell the word and out on the app store and you can track points and you can get gifts from those points that you have so it's really awesome tap and bottle app go celebrate beer week with these guys now let's get into this episode grand avenue brewing company downtown phoenix they've been open for nearly a year so it'll be a year in may doing some great stuff so let's tap into grand avenue brewing We are here. This is two in a row. Well, first of all, two in a row here at Grand Avenue. Yes. Because we just did Mobile West last mm-hmm. week. Miguel, you were with me on that one, too. That I was. Two episodes. You hadn't I been on the show yet, and now wow. here you are two times in the same day. I know. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's awesome, though. I, I, I immediately I regret my decision. Uh, <laughs> I just can't. And so do I. <laughs> no, no. Always good seeing you, man. Glad I can Definitely get you on the Definitely good seeing mics. you as well, dude. Yeah. yeah. So we're here at Grand Avenue. We are here with the dudes from Grand Avenue. The dudes. These gentlemen. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Start with this guy right here. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm John. I'm the owner. And I'm Matt Mercer, the... Uh, Sub sub partner brewer whatever you want to call it. Jack of all trades, yep. the jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, beautiful place, man. I, I love this place. So you Thank guys, you, you guys Thanks. been open since May of 2019. That's correct. Okay, all right. It was uh, it was a journey though, right? You, <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> always it, is. It, it always cer- is. It certainly was. Yeah. 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 So uh, you were the founder, uh, John Ray. Yeah. 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 So I bought the place about ten years ago. And it was kind of an old beat-up warehouse, and um, it was originally a sheet metal shop. 
And after that, it was the Mighty Midget Syrup Company. That was that was really yeah the in, in the midget. in, in the fifties, and they they distributed uh, fountain soda syrup. And um, then after that, it was a series of garages. It was an artist studio right before I bought it about ten years ago. Okay, and uh, the building was kind of blown out. Um, there was no windows. I had to do a lot of fix up on the building. And, uh, but it had good bones, and uh, you know I just been slowly, slowly fixing it up and building this place over time. Yeah, well, dude, I nice. love it. Like I love the like you don't really get this a whole lot in like the Phoenix metro area, right? These, the you know exposed what are those trusses? Do you yeah. call them trusses? Yeah, yeah, exposed yeah. trusses, brick wall, all that kind. Of, why did you buy it? Like, what did you just like this? Oh, I just I just fell in love with it. Okay, immediately and. Part of what I've tried to do, which I think we've succeeded, which is not nice it up too much. Okay. Like, yeah. it, it still has an industrial vibe. There's no drop ceiling in it. Uh, you know, all the bones are exposed. It's it's just a really cool old building. Yeah. So, have you been into beer for, for a long time? Oh, a long time. I started yeah. home brewing about 12 years ago. Okay. And... You know, I bought this place and it was so messed up. It was kind of my man cave okay. for a while because it was it was a big project. You know that that it needed a lot of TLC. So the first thing I did was I kind of built a kitchen, and I actually started home brewing down here. And it was my it, in this in this space in the space nice. yeah in the kitchen yeah. area, and uh, you know, I've just been fixing it up one piece at a time for the past 10 years. Yeah. yeah. And so, and I think, uh, I don't know if it's something I'd, I'd read an article about the place or when, when I first came in and, and chatted with you, uh, months ago, I think when you guys first opened, it was really important for you to, to, for this to be financed by you, right? Like to have the, the full ownership of the brewery, full control. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, I took a different path, and there's there's yeah. different paths, and you you can get a number of investors, and then you have a lot of partners, and I sort of decided, ah, well, we're just going to do this at our own pace, and um, I'm not in a super big hurry, sure, and so you know I, I've taken a slightly different path than than some others. It's not that mine's more valid than other sure. other paths, yeah. but um, you know it, it's. It's been a project for, it's going to sound very self-centered, but for me the whole time. <laughs> self-centered. <laughs> but it's been, my pro- it's been a project for me, and, uh, y- you know, um, that's what part of why it's taken so long. If I wanted just to do this and get 20 investors and then just become a manager, I could have done that, but I, I didn't want to go that route yeah yeah i like that though right because it, it, it put, i feel like it puts that's what i love about craft breweries in general is is there's that personal touch to it right this is this is your this is your guys's place like there's you put your heart and soul money blood sweat tears everything is is put into this place yeah i think it shows through yeah i, mean, I think you know matt matt and i became friends about what 12 years ago, something like that. Something like that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Was he- <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to be Not- negative Nancy over here. Just saying. <laughs> well, Matt, Matt is no, he's, he's no uh, rookie to the beer yeah. game either, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, uh, I was, I was brewing like 12 years ago and John was just got this place and was thinking about starting something and kind of come like, Hey, a guy got this great building. It'd be awesome for a brewery, blah, blah, blah. Then 
all right, fine. And eventually I came down and like, I agreed with them totally right. First, first off the bat, like, all right, yeah, that would be an awesome place for a brewery. And then that's kind of the seeds of the, uh, the whole, the whole thing is like, uh, I don't know what, 2012. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, maybe so. Um, I mean, I'll say this about Matt. I'm like, Hey Matt, you know, I want to start a brewery and you're a brewer, professional brewer, and you're working <laughs> yeah. at this brewery. Hey man, I want to come down and help you brew. Cause I want to learn how to do this on a bigger scale from home brewing. And Matt's like, Oh, sure, man. You know, if you want to come down this Saturday, I'm going to be brewing. And I went down and helped him and he was great, you know? And, and, and so we sort of became friends and he hadn't come down and seen the place yet. And then he, you know, he came down. I'm like, here, try this homebrew I made. Try this and come see the place. And he's like, oh, yeah, I get, I get where this is going. Yeah. So it, and just kind That's of awesome. evolved slowly after that. Yeah, because, you, know? you know, my uh, previous career was architecture. So, like, you know, I just want to see the building and everything and the bones of the place. It's like, all right, well, this clicks totally. Like, this is probably one of my fantasies even back when I was working at other breweries. It's like, oh, this, this is awesome. So, yeah. It was kind of like, all right, this this is meant to be. So, that's dope. we started working on it. Yeah. What was it about it that that uh, that really drew you to it? Uh, I mean, it's like you know, obviously on podcast you can't really see what's going on, yeah. but like it's a really <laughs> it's a really like historic building with all the bones and everything. It's really natural. There's no artificial. You know, we didn't try to create like some English brew pub or anything like that. It's just like it's the bare bones of the building. The the brewery looks natural in the back half of the building, the, the tap room up front, and just it just works. It just works from. And let's just talk about angles. the art that you guys have here. Like my God, you have art from one of my favorite artists, uh, El Moises, actually. And then, like I know that you have a couple originals sitting yeah, around, yeah, yeah stashed yeah. around, yeah. Um, I yeah, no, I'm, I'm friends with him, and and, uh, and so am I, yeah. So I I own like. Uh, two or three original pieces by him and the, but there's a lot of other art on the walls yeah, yeah uh like our bartender laz has a piece up and he's awesome he's and, pretty cool uh, yeah. uh his ryan, name's laz laz yeah that's even better like, and, <laughs> and uh ryan next door has some pieces like we've got a table that's that's made out of a, a crankshaft and he he's a fabricator yeah it's yeah i talked to him just maybe a couple of weeks ago. So super cool. Dude. Like we yeah. try to show like some of the local art cause we're in the downtown arts district. And, yeah. And, yeah. And so a lot, very artsy. Yeah. I can say all the pieces of art up on the wall or original local artist pieces. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool because when you look at it, it looks like, uh, it, it looks like a, you know, a lot of breweries have like a, like an artist takeover, yeah. right? Where all this stuff is like, all right, this is all this stuff done by the single artist. And then people can buy them and then it switches out, right? Yeah. With you guys, these are ones that you guys actually own. And this is, this is constant decor. Is that right? Yeah, no, well, I mean, like I can say, uh, there's, there's like six pieces that are on loan okay. from, from the artist. Yeah. Gotcha. So, Just kind yeah. of wanting to display their own stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So it'll change yeah. out as uh, uh, ongoing. That's cool because w w when you said you know you didn't want to didn't want it to be like a like a reinvention of a like a British pub or something like that. It almost feels like you get the feeling when you're in here that like the art and the decor is just the natural personality of the of the location. Yeah. I don't know if that's super deep or not. No, but, no, you know, but, you know? no it, it's yeah. uh, it's intentional. It's intentional. Yeah. Like like you know. 
over five, six years of, of getting this place started, we have plenty of nights here by ourselves thinking about what's going on and what we should do and not do and this and that. So, yeah. you know, what, uh, what you see yeah. is what we like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's not, uh, it's not contrived in that sense. Yeah. We just kind of like, and the same with the beer, like Matt and I, uh, work together and we, we've kind of decided not to follow trends and just to make what we like. I mean, we will do some trendy beers, but most of what's up on the board is both food and beer wise is stuff we like. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so. it kind of hard, I guess though, right? Cause if you own a place that you don't really like the stuff, you don't eat it. Right. But if you love the beer and the food here, you're going to eat and drink all the time. That's a whole other. That's that's the uh, the kind of conundrum for a lot of guys starting up. It's like, all right, if you do food and beer, then the beer's got to be good because other people say, all right, the beer's good, but the food sucks, or or yeah. the food's good, or the beer sucks. Like you, you have to uh, have to bring both up at the same time, kind of try to keep them, yeah. try to keep them both balanced up at a, at a high level. So sure, yeah. Well, you guys are doing both at a very very respectable level yeah. <laughs> for sure. I come yeah. in here like at least twice a week and to to eat and to drink and yeah, you guys are killing it yeah. both ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did it, well let, let's backtrack a, a little bit. So, uh so you started home brewing you said about 12 years ago. Yep. Uh Matt, you've been a, a professional yeah. brewer for for how yeah, long? About 12, 13 years now, I guess. Okay. It, all in the Arizona and yeah. Arizona. Phoenix, Phoenix yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Do you have uh, anything that you like to brew more than other things? Uh, I mean, obviously, if you come a brewery, you like all beer. But uh, like my natural tendency is more to the darker stuff, the uh, imperial stouts, barley wines, barrel-aged anything I'm a sucker for. But uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you like you have this curiosity. You always have this curiosity for anything else out there. So you want to try to broaden your horizons as a brewer and also just, you know, taste whatever beers you can get a hold of. And, yeah. Yeah, well, you guys have a great uh, range too. Like, first of all, you don't see cream ales very much, let alone a six and a half percent cream ale, right? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, I think Matt and I balance each other out pretty well because um, it's we collaborate on a lot of stuff and we we bounce stuff off each other. And and we're, what we're trying, what we we've both consciously tried to do is present a palette that's a spectrum. And and not get skewed, present the whole spectrum, not get skewed too much towards one end of it. Sure. I, I think yeah. a lot of places get heavy on certain styles or this or that, and I, I we're always looking at the board together. You know what? We don't have an amber or a brown or something in that range right now. Uh, we better put that out, and and we do. So we try yeah. to, we try to balance out what we have. Yeah. That's pretty cool because you get the breweries that kind of get it's like a, I don't know the word I'm looking for but it's it's they get stuck in a position because they do like a hazy IPA really good right now Miguel just <laughs> we do have to have a solo yeah, episode with Miguel's thoughts about yeah. a hazy IPA my God but, but if you're and then if you're like oh dude they made a really good hazy IPA and then you release another one then you're kind of then you have that yeah, that expectation now on you're your shoulders the hazy IPA guys yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, which, right, it happens. You get yeah. you get pigeonholed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so, but you guys have a great. So, Matt, you were saying the cream ale, the Happy Jack, yeah. is is has kind of become the flagship. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, like we we 
we kind of started like, all right, we're not going to name a flagship because like, you know, that's, that's giving our customers like, Oh, you got to drink this. But like that has become our flagship and it's actually one of John's old homebrew recipes. Um, it's cream ale, which you think is pretty light, but this one's six and a half percent. So yep. it's got plenty of body and uh, strength to, uh, keep you occupied. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it, occupied. I mean it, but it's, it's a toss up cause we just came out with the Belgian golden strong yeah. and it's, we're getting like, really good reviews of that beer and that's the golden devil right yeah is that this one yeah this is really this is really good so it's it's kind of like it's fantastic uh, your customer base is going to dictate to you what what your flagship ship is you yeah. know like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like one, one yeah. of our things going in is like we we didn't want to just like you know put our list on top of our customers and say you must like these beers we want we you know we put out what we kind of like and then we get feedback and then you and then I mean? we adjust it. Yeah, then yeah. it either comes so, forward or like, all right, so guys like that one, didn't like that one, then we'll move so, on. Yeah, so I mean, like, we've yeah. kind of tinkered around with the cream ale recipe, yeah. and we did a lighter version of it, and uh, this one is is what? The one. Yeah. That yeah. is the one. <laughs> pro- pro- probably. Yeah. You know? <laughs> probably. But I, I think it's that way with every beer, you know? Like, yeah. you, you think you're going to kick this out. And oh man, this is the business, you know. But um, your customers tell you what you're going to make, and, sure. and you have to be that way. I think yeah. if, if it's the other way around, I think you're headed towards failing. Oh, we have these eight beers. We're just going to keep making these eight beers. It, it's kind of being uh, what colorblind to what what. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're not you're not receiving feedback if you're just going to make the same thing you're not not basing it on the market you're basing it on what yeah. like you're it could be stubborn right you yeah know? well it's like i kind of compare it to the music industry right like you know you got the music industry now that you know so many different opinions about you know streaming services and this and that and you know you got musicians that are upset about it but it's the customer that dictates the market right it's not the it's not the creator that exactly dictates the market yeah, yeah. um but the cream ale has been something that people have loved. I remember yeah. this is the first beer I had when I came in here. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's fantastic. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we we knew it'd be good, but like, you know, over time and Phoenix in the summertime and whatever else, it just it just becomes the right fit for everything. So, yeah. And right now you have three different iterations of the of the the Happy yeah. Jack, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because it's such a solid base. Then we kind of mess around. Darken it up, call it a black ale, uh, black this is, jack. This black is the nitro. So, it's a, so it's a black cream ale yeah. on nitro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What makes a cream ale? Like, what is uh, it that? Yeah, I mean, a cream ale wow. is like, it's a historic term. Like, like we've actually, it's kind of funny. We actually have a lot of people come to the bar, like, ask if there's, ask if there's lactose in it or something like that. It's yeah. like, nothing like that. It's just an old term back in the 1800s of ale breweries trying to approximate lagers, which were the popular thing even back then. So, so it's hey, an approximation it's got, of a light lager by an ale brewery. Uh, so it's got a nice light creamy head. So maybe that's where the cream ale thing stuck. Cream, but, uh, creams, yeah. Cre- yeah, like creaminess is. It's almost a misnomer because okay. what you're going for is sort of the crisp lager bite at the back end on a cream ale. It's supposed to approximate a lager, but I mean uh, it is creamy, but it's it's. Th- it's almost a misnomer, I think. The first yeah. beer I ever had was a cream ale. 
Genesee. Anyone from the East Coast is like, oh, yeah. Genesee. Schlitz. <laughs> Schlitz for me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, <laughs> it's actually uh, North Mountain's Cream Ale. Literally just uh, C-R-E-E-M, Cream Ale. Oh, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was for the, uh, Rob's family's initials, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's the first uh, one I've ever had. First Cream Ale you ever had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Need to get some Genesee Cream Ale. I, I, they I have it. They have it in singles at uh, like Total Wine, and I'm like, I'm gonna try this. And I was like, Do I it. wish I didn't try that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, it was probably good. It was. It was just. It, it was beyond its its uh, prime. Uh, so, what about the t- the TJ? The TJ is that. So TJ is uh, pretty much our cream ale, the Happy Jack, which we put in a bourbon barrel. I went no, sorry, tequila barrel for four months, and. Uh, yeah, because like tequila barrels are very actually you'd think it's pretty harsh, but it's actually a very delicate flavor. So the lighter beer you put in, the more flavor of the barrel you get out. Ah, interesting. So on the cream ale, uh, a lot of people expect it to be like really harsh, but it comes out like really delicate agave sweetness and a little bit of spiciness, and then a little oak tannins. little oak on the yeah a little oh, oak nice. on the backside, and and it's, it's, it's just a really good beer. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little experiment like spent uh yeah cream ale four months in a tequila barrel yeah you guys do uh you you do quite a few barrels right we're we're trying like you know we're we're in a startup phase on that we're trying to get more stuff going through the barrels so Um, we're running our our sour peach through the tequila barrel right now oh no shit we we think that's going to be this is the sour peach right here this is uh yeah this is fantastic so we're hoping like peach margarita Mm. when when it comes out of the barrel Miguel's got to go. You can say goodbye, Miguel. All right. Well, I'll see you guys. I got to take off. <laughs> Cornish uh, pasty. Enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Us, Thank us you very much. Be good. Uh, see you, Miguel. John, Matt. We'll see yeah. you guys. John had a suggestion for you at Cornish pasty, oh, right? Yeah. So what was that suggestion? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll stick around it's for that spot. suggestion. Yeah. yeah. It's a good spot. Uh, what was that? Uh, we were talking about the tandoori spice. Tandoori wings. Yeah. Tandoori really wings. Good. Yeah. I'm stuck on them. There you go. Right, I'm going to have to try it next time, too. Yeah, definitely. If you're listening, try them, too. All right, buddy. All right. Later, man. So the the peach, uh, this is really good. This is is this? Have you have you guys done sours from the uh, beginning? I mean, we did uh, raspberry sour back when, we, like, I really kind of after we first started back in June um, as a raspberry sour, and we kind of, you know, like it, we thought we did all right with it, but it's really just kind of tart. But it happened to be perfect for the summer in Phoenix. You have a tart raspberry beer. It like yeah. sells pretty well. Yeah. But, yeah. but we knew we could do the sour thing better. So kind of lessons learned. We uh, we fired up this peach sour in, what, I don't know, August, September. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah I mean, it's we're, – uh, We're pretty happy yeah. with it. We, we think we've, we've climbed up the learning curve on, on it really fast. It's It's good. It was – we put about – what was it? Eighty pounds of peach puree, or was it eighty-eight pounds? Yeah, eighty-eight, then like another and we were, twenty, thirty. We were. I was tasting it in the fermenter. I'm like, you know what? It's not peachy enough. Yeah. And it was sort of what more than midway through fermentation, yeah. and so I ran and could still get peaches. I bought about thirty-six pounds of peaches, uh, sliced them up, pureed them, pasteurized them. And dumped them into the fermenter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now we're talking now. This is pretty yeah. good. So there's there's about uh, there's you know yeah. over 110 pounds of peaches in in a couple hundred gallons. It's pretty. But it's good. got a good balance to it though. Like yeah. it's not it's not like you you gotta 
I won't say you have to look for the peach, but you just it's it's subtle. It's yeah, subtle it, as, as just like a good like balance. Either more of the uh, peach skin flavor off of it. You yeah. Know, just kind of like yeah. this dry peach skin flavor. And like, you know, like our own personal preference, again, like brewing to like we like and maybe other people like it is just, yeah, you can make something really super, super sour, but you can't drink it. Like you can't sure. drink a pint of it. So yeah. kind of dial it back a little bit so we, you can have like it's an just enjoyable right. pint of it. It's and, just uh, about the same acidity. It's not as... etching the enamel off your teeth at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, yeah. like it's just about the same acidity as cider or wine. Okay. It, I think, I think yeah. like we were very conscious of how acidic it was going to be. And it's not, we think it's just right. You yeah. Know? The other thing about that beer is, uh, but it, it's very simple. There, I mean, there's like two hops, two two malts in it, uh, peach, and like a handful of hops, like almost no hops. So uh, very few ingredients in it. It's very simple, straight ahead. Here's what you get. Yeah. You know, and it, uh, we think like quality ingredients, real peaches, no artificial flavors, and keep the grain bill simple. Yeah. You know. I would say that with all of your beers, it, it, like the, of what I've tried, like everything is very, um, very balanced. I know that's yeah. probably it's a term that's overused no, in, in it, craft beer, but it, it's, it's it true. Is a, it is a term. It's like yeah. it, it, I mean, it comes from my whole uh, educational background and brewing and that sort of thing. But basically, like if you can do more with less, then do less. You know? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's there's kind of a homebrew impulse to put eight malts and eight hops in every beer, but you don't have to do that. If, you just if you, you just wind up muddy. We yeah. Matt and I both agree. You you can really muddy things up brewing. Sure. By putting too many ingredients in, it's not to say that people don't pull it off really well. There's a lot of people that do, but a lot of times you're just kind of. The more you chuck in, the more you're going to muddy it up. And it's a fail. Yeah. You know? Well, you don't let the ingredients speak for themselves, right? Like, the, like right. you guys have a sing, single hop. Um, I love single hops because I want to. I I think that some people just say, "Oh yeah, I like Cascade." Like, I don't think you really know what's Cascade. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but we, we, I we love know. it too. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole point, and it, it might be. It's part of our philosophy. Yeah. Like, in, in other words, uh, that. That bill, that 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 grain bill, it's a rolling beer that we do. The grain bill stays the same, and we just do a single hop. Hey, let's yeah. let's find out what you know this hop tastes like this time. So yep. we're uh, what every other month or so we'll yeah, have like, a well, like, kind of pretty much like we we roll our IPA recipes all the time, but like pretty much every other one we're doing a single hop, and uh, and it's educational for us, it's educational for our customers because like. Well, them come and say, what the hell is a raw? You know, it's like, all right, well, single yeah. hop, got yeah. peppery, spicy flavors, blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're intrigued. And then, yeah, know, no. And that's it. Like, it's, it's two yeah. grains. Yeah. And the hop. And, you know, you, you got your water and your yeast and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I when you say that, I, I think back to like, like thousands of years of making beer, right? It wasn't like they were ordering Nelson hops online and shit like that, right? right like it was, right, right. Like they had what, what they had. And, and, and I think that, I don't know, I, I uh, recently heard there was some sort of quote where basically like perfection is not like what more can you add? It's what, what, when can you not take anything else away from it's, something? It's having the discipline to just add very few yeah. ingredients, you know? Yep. And, and, and so like, I think a lot of our beers, like the peach is that way. And the single hops that way. I mean, even some of the other beers too. Uh, 
I, I, I think that's the case, yeah. I think so. I, I want to jump into these next two beers here yeah. in a second because these ones really intrigue me. Um, but the difference between just the Happy Jack and then the Nitro Blackjack, you were telling me that's a very no, small it, difference. It, it, it was kind of a fun experiment for us because basically we take our Happy Jack Cream Ale, which is a nice, light, golden beer, and then uh, basically add about 15 pounds or so of roasted barley, and then it becomes a black beer. Then, all right, that was cool. But then in the kind of middle of fermentation, we're like, all right, this is good, but what else can we do with it? And we just decided, hey, let's throw it on nitro. So yeah. it's our first nitro experiment. And uh, so this is your first nitro, yeah. Nice. So so That's then good. it's like all right. Then it takes it up another level, and you know it was, it was all great. But like a lot of people will have that nitro, and it, it's kind of the same taste of the. I mean, the same. I don't know what you call it, like clean response of the of the uh, cream ale, the happy jack. But yeah. uh, obviously, being a little darker nitro, um, just been a good little experiment. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and and I mean this in, in, in total, uh, like, in a total good way. It makes it into a different beer. Yeah, yeah like it's it really totally does. a different beer. Like, but, it, yeah. but what's funny is, like, the only thing that makes a different beer is 15 pounds of malt yeah. <laughs> and nitro instead of CO2. So. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, we, it was fun. It yeah. was fun to do it. Yeah. And and that that's cool that you guys are are getting into the nitro now too because I normally don't like like for me I've never been a fan of Guinness because I've, carbonation is, is a huge part of the beer experience for me uh, but I've been if it's the right beer on nitro like the the shop has a affogato blonde stout I think uh, which is really good on nitro this is fantastic on nitro this is really good yeah. How long are you guys going to have this? People need to get uh, down here ASAP. It, that on on uh, public response, you might have it for a little longer. Yeah. You know? We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, no, really good beer, man. I, I like this one. Now, these two, these are two that you don't really – I would say you see this one more than you see this one. And people are listening, so they don't see what I'm pointing at. <laughs> but you guys see. So this this is the Golden Devil. What is the what is the Golden Devil? This is the – So it's a Belgian Golden Strong. And Matt and I just decided, hey, we're we're gonna make some some Belgians, and uh, it's pretty lovely. Like uh, uh, it's we're getting it's being very well received. Yeah, we. Yeah. So and that's also a very simple beer. It's one, uh, one malt, right? And uh, one hop. Yeah. Some some turbinado sugar, and uh, it's yeah. it's mostly yeast profile. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. really, it's really just uh, not, not a lot. Yeah. Of, one hop. Not a lot of hops. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just letting the uh, yeast profile come through. So, you, you know, like as a brewer, like a lot of times you say the brewer just makes food for the yeast and the yeast does their job and creates the beer. Yeah. So in this case, it's really the truth. It's like, all right, just create a really simple background. The yeast profile comes out. Uh, got the right temperature profile and everything else. And then you have a really good beer. You know? but, yeah. It's really. I, I think sometimes the Belgians are a little bit too because I love Belgian beers, but sometimes they can be a little bit too much on that uh, kind of the sweeter side. Of I get what is it like banana? They is I'm but, real bad at identifying yeah, flavors. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the thing that you can't really generalize Belgian beers because there's so many yeast profiles and different beer breweries going on. It's like you can't really generalize it, but yeah, the, but uh, it this is, is it's it is a whole subset of of. of this one, the brewing. style, and this is yeah. brewed to style, is a very dry style. Yeah. So it 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 really drinks like a light beer, 
and it goes down very easy, like an easy drinker. But it's but not. It, but it's nine point one percent, which is why we named it the Golden Devil. The and golden like devil. the emblem is uh, like a gold scorpion. Yeah, we kind of we made it, and it was I think the day after. Matt and I were yeah, all like, a little victory dance. We're yeah. doing a victory dance. We're like, oh, this is so good. I'm going to have one. I'm going to have another one. And and the following day, we're like, oh, this, I'm paying the price for this. And that's when we came up with the name of Golden Devil. Golden yeah. Devil. But it's 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 really enjoyable. It really is. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. All your guys' beers are are really good. You guys haven't had a bad beer here yet, and in, in my few trips here. Nice work with all this. Uh, and this is something you don't see very often in Arizona. Yeah. The yeah. barley wine. <laughs> uh, bourbon barrel. Is it bourbon? Yeah, bourbon yeah, barrel yeah. barley wine. Yeah. So uh, it's a uh, Woodford Reserve, and then it went through Colorado and uh, uh, did a second distillery, did did a job on it up there with the whiskey, and then we got them. So the, it's actually extra extra. Uh, ambiance or character yeah, from the barrels. So, so yeah. to be a bourbon yeah. to be a bourbon it's got to be a brand new oak barrel yeah. and so this went from being a woodford bourbon barrel and then uh you had to call it whiskey because yeah. it wasn't a brand new barrel so okay so it's so, been used twice yeah. and then yeah. we got it and uh some whiskey was still swishing around in the bottom of it when we got it and we got three of those barrels and we stuck a barley wine in it and uh yeah, we're pretty happy with the result. It's pretty, pretty darn and, good. And and just from the uh, the kind of recipe side, is like I've had a lot of barley wines that are, end up being too sickeningly sweet that you can't really even finish it. So I want to make sure this one finished really dry, and it, I think we accomplished that. No, it but, does finish dry. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Some of the, so, some of them are cl- a lot of barley wines are are too cloying. You know, too what cloying? Yeah, too uh, just too sweet on the back end. Yeah, and this and one too, is. Or too boozy, like yeah. sometimes barley wines are a little like, bit of that. Yeah. But this yeah. is that once again, yeah. you guys are making some dangerous beers here <laughs> for sure. Because this one's nine and a half percent, and this drinks really smoothly. We it sat in the barrel for about two and a half, yeah, three, month, month, three, three months, three months or so, and we started tasting it closer to the end of that time period. And we're like, uh, is it ready yet, or is it not ready? And and so we just yanked it out when we thought it was done. I think. I think we nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what um is it do you guys do a barley wine consistently? Is uh, it something that you We like that was that was a kind of our first run. It's it's kind of one of those things you start up a brewery, it's like you could do the training wheels thing for a while, then you're like, "All right, what's our next step up?" Yeah. you know, kind of bring up the next level. So, yeah, I mean, we felt confident to do that strength of a beer. And uh now that we've kind of said all right yeah it's good then uh you know obviously we can in the future we'll kind of continue it on yeah i mean at the, at this juncture we're still sort of sorting out okay what are the regulars that we always have on and there's there's sure. a, there's a couple of them but part of our goal is to change it up and keep making new things cuz it's uh we both get bored like let's make this yeah. new thing <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know so what what if you had to kind of uh encompass or summarize like what your guys' philosophy is on on the beers that you make what what would you say 
John. We're deflecting to each other. No, both, yeah, yeah. Both. no I mean, we're, like, we're kind of, we have the same views. No, the on, cool thing is, it, like, this is it's a very collaborative thing. We we kind of have the same, like, not the same mindset on beers, but pretty close. So we can, you know, everything else. You know, right now we're trying to figure out a grain bill for next six, eight beers. Kind of just knock our heads together, like, all right, what styles we want to do, what we want yeah. to do, recreate or have something new, and this and that. So. That's kind of how we approach it. It's like, all right, you want to do this? Try this out. Something new, something old, something whatever, and we and we just go and go forward with it. So uh, yeah, uh, we we try to get you know like we're not like dogmatic. We're like, oh, we're just doing IPAs or Belgians or this and that. We're we want to create a little bit of everything, and then our customers hopefully find something in that mix that they like. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. we like hitting styles too. So like. Um, there's going to be some experimentation with styles like so the tequila jack is pretty straight ahead cream ale thrown into tequila barrel so we like throwing tweaks on styles but we also like initially uh we're going to make you know this common beer and and hit the common beer style yeah so it's fun and then yeah i don't i don't know I, i think there's a reason why styles become popular and when you just start making stuff up it gets a little mushy you know like uh we'd like throwing just a like a twist on a style yeah yeah Yeah. but keeping it to i i think i think just in in so many aspects of of life now people are reverting back to to the base like to the traditional tradition traditional cooking styles furniture like everything is it which i think is cool like i I really think it is which is weird because in the at the same time like the the technology world is like skyrocketing, you know? <laughs> like AI is around the corner. I could go get deep into that conversation, but but that's one of the things I love about craft beer is it's it's just the bare bones. It's it's like this is we created this. Uh, it was a combination of our skills combined with nature, and here you have it. It's it's stepping back in time, hundreds yeah. of years. You know, it's it's almost um, kind of the end to some degree. Not to say that there's not science and technology in it there's lots of it but sure it's almost the antithesis of ai you know you know yeah. you, it it's going back to craft yeah so it's a craft movement yeah, yeah. absolutely i'm i'm good with that man i am yeah <laughs> i love it uh well well speaking of that aspect the the other side of things for you guys is uh you got a great tap list right says thank or not tap list food list i I just i was distracted because it said thanks laz up at the top of the (laughs) the menu uh but uh but no you guys have smoked baked potato i mean that's the i mean it's at the top of the menu but that just stands out like smoked baked who smokes a potato yeah nobody's doing that (laughs) yeah i know i I know yeah yeah it's unique you I, i john i feel like uh you you felt very natural when you were showing us the kitchen area. You've, you seemed very natural back there. Is that something that, that – do you love the food side of things? Yeah. I mean, I've always liked to cook. Um, the smoked baked potatoes, my my parents have had a couple of restaurants, and they, they started doing that at their restaurants. So there's uh, like a mix of things. A lot of the stuff is their – you know, my family's recipes, and there's some stuff that I've come up with on my own up there. But – yeah. Um, I've always liked to cook, and that's how I got into home brewing. And it's it's really the same as as cooking. You know, it's yeah. it's just a different process. It's it's probably more like baking than it is like 
cooking, but it's it's uh, what uh, brewing so, is more like baking. Yeah, as brewing, far as like the exact beer. measurements and yeah, things like there's, that. there's there's little more. You have to be more precise. And, yeah, and uh, so it's more like baking than cooking. But um, I, I I don't know. I view the same. The, I view the the two things as as being very. Uh, much the same, sure. You, you know, and and a lot of breweries do food trucks, and and uh, you know, I think I've worked every job in the restaurant business when I was in my twenties, and my parents have a, had a couple of restaurants, and uh, so we just decided to take it on, and um, because of the consistency issue, you know, you you, you can get food trucks to come out, but uh, are they going to show up? Sure, you know, so. Um, we just decided to put out a good menu, and we think the food that we've chosen all goes really well with beer. Yeah. So as I'm going down this list, like this is like, so you can do a, a smoked baked potato with pork, which gr- is green chili pork. Yeah, green the, gr- ch- the green chili pork or barbecue pork. Yeah, which is not you're not bringing that in from somewhere else. It's all from scratch. <laughs> yeah, we, we make it all from scratch in house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we bring we get some pretzels from two blocks down the street from yeah. a bakery. Nice, and they're they're brought in fresh, and those are really good. And uh, but everything else pretty much is made from scratch up there. We well, got the Shriners, the Bratwurst. That's a local. Uh, Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. So we we pick up our 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 brats from Shriners, and uh, they do an awesome job. Yeah. I just I just want to say yes to all of it. Just give me give me a sampler of everything. Uh, well, th- that that kind of transitions me. So you got you get the pretzels uh, from a local baker. Um, this part of town that you're in is is kind of seeing a revitalization at this point, right? Or it's, yeah. what yeah. would you call it? Just just in the last uh, year and a half, uh, Grand Avenue's really come up. I mean, there's a lot of great places on the street, and uh, there's um, Grand Avenue Pizza. There's a uh, uh, El Charo Hipster Bar, which the, you know the name. When they first moved, announced they were coming out, I was leery of the name, but actually it's a great place. They do yeah. they do craft uh, mezcal tequila, really good bar. There's Trans Am Cafe, a great breakfast spot up the street. Uh, a Barrio Grand Reserve mm-hmm. is just a block away. Oh, wow. So uh, Silvana Salcedo puts out some really good food. She's um, like a local food legend too. She, like she, well, I yeah. think she's won a James Beard Award. You know, so like, uh, there's actually a great place I like. Uh, Novel Ice Cream is a block yeah. away. Yeah. They do an ice cream filled donut, and uh, Cookie Monster ice cream on a donut. They've got. <laughs> they have a line out the door. I sent my son down to get us some ice cream filled donuts. It was raining. And there was a line of five people he had to stand behind in the rain to, to get an ice cream filled <laughs> yeah. donut. So the, their place yeah. is they're they're awesome, and uh, I mean Grand's really come up just yeah. just in the last year. Yeah. Well, Van Buren's pretty close too, right? The Van Buren is okay. yeah, yeah, just, just east of here, about a half mile down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Grand Avenue Pizza is great. Yeah. I, I, when yeah. I when I came here to, uh, I met a buddy, my my buddy Joe, who owns uh, Goodfellas Merch. We came here. We're like, dude, I haven't been here. He's like, I haven't been here. So we we, we get our it. stuff from Joe. Do you really? Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, Joe is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Joe is an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, that might have been the night. Then you might have met him the night that that, that I met you okay. briefly. I, th- I think I did. Yeah. So yeah. we're getting our shirts and hats from him. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Joe Joe's a good dude. Uh, but when we were done here, well. He went home, and I'm like, I'm gonna go. 
I got I got a pass, man. My wife's at home with the kids. She said, you know, have some fun. So I went to Grand Avenue Pizza. That place is yeah. fantastic too. Uh, Carson, who yeah. owns that place, every time he'll put a special up there, it'll just order bunch, the special without any. Just questions. get the special. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you'll look at it and you go, "That's a train wreck. It's not going to work." Every time he pulls it off. Yes. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. remember specifically what it was, but I remember taking a picture and sending it to my wife, and I'm like, "Look at this piece." It had like a egg and like a potato and like bake like i don't remember what it was but it was like holy shit but there's some other good. stuff that just uh has come in uh rusty spoke just moved in okay. on, and they're they're a bicycle collective and they uh they fix up bicycles and they teach what they teach homeless people how to work on bicycles wow no you shit. Can go get your bike fixed there or they'll show you how to fix your bike there's a motorcycle collective okay. less halfway down the street sure. less than a block that went in it's six guys who work on motorcycles and they're teaching people how to work on motorcycles and that's yeah. on grand so there's more kind of like grass and all those guys are doing this on the weekends you yeah. know so there's more grassroots uh just kind of homegrown stuff going on 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 grand avenue as opposed to some of the more corporate things that are happening downtown sure you know, grand still has like a really nice, uh, I would say, small town vibe to it. Just the scale of it, which is kind of what attracted me to this part of town. Uh, it's, I think it's it's the next place uh, in Phoenix that's going to evolve, and uh, I think it's it, it's going to keep some of it, of its uh, more historic buildings and and not just get rip down and and look like um i don't know what's my favorite thing to call it a big charlie a big <laughs> a big charlie brown aluminum christmas tree you know it's kind of hollow sure. so yeah. it's, it's got it's got a lot of character yeah yeah that's cool though because i i think that's one of the things that like places like tucson and, and places like flagstaff that have it's an advantage, I think, that they have that they're refurb, they're redoing or here, right here, what you guys are doing, yeah. you're redoing, you're you're keeping the integrity of the original building, yeah. you know. No, I, I agree. Tucson has that yeah. more so than Phoenix does. Yeah, I, I think yep. our our vibe here is more like some of the older uh, buildings in Tucson, some of the breweries that are in some of the older buildings. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like the Pueblo Vita or Borderlands yeah. or Crooked Tooth that have, yeah, but like, yeah. I and mean, we've we've kind of joked that, like, you know, if if John had a million bucks five years ago and we got started up right away, we'd be sitting here holding the grass down by ourselves, and nothing would happen. So the timing seems to be right. We're like we're moving in, and uh, all these things are happening on Grand and downtown. Yeah. So it's it's kind of the right timing for us to kind of get in on. Yeah. Well, plus a beautiful space for people to come into, right? <laughs> you know, it's very chill down here. It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's like it's uh somebody said it's like hanging out at your in your buddy's garage having a beer, you know. We roll yeah. the front door open. Oh and, yeah, and, yep, right there. So like during business hours the front door's rolled up, the roll up door and um it's like an outdoor patio kinda. Yeah. yeah but you're in a garage. It makes really good beer and smoke baked potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what's the, what's the future look like for Grand Avenue? What do you guys? Because I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but we, we Grand or um, uh, Mobile West was the last episode we did. Yeah. We, we were here yeah. at Grand Avenue, and uh, you you're possibly thinking about doing some some retail or something. Well, so 
Right now, we just ordered some kegs, and so we're looking at doing some self-distribution to some beer bars that we like within a mile or so. And we're starting to get our beer out there, and uh, we're, we're going to get a bottler and start doing some uh, 750 mil bottles and have carry-out. Of the barley wine here? Yeah, yeah. So some, some more, probably more... Kind of special release kind of Some of the one-off stuff. Okay, yeah. And, you know, we'll have a merchandising fridge and you'll be able to walk out with maybe the bourbon barrel barley wine or the tequila cream ale or nice. something like that so yeah. that's going to be the next phase and, and then you know we start some of our flagship stuff so like talking to the mobile guys about doing some cans out and that sort of thing it's probably two three phases down the road yeah Malt out of sixty phases that you guys yeah. have planned. Right? There's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of phases. There's a whole lot of phases, <laughs> and then there's sub phases yeah. of each phase. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are doing awesome stuff here. Honestly, I got to commend you guys. This is uh, this this is a great spot. Um, if people haven't been here yet. They got to come here for the beers. And the food and the omelets, everything. I'm going to talk to you guys because I, I when I came the first time, you were you were bartending, John. You were the guy behind the bar that was. Uh, running the show <laughs> yeah no I mean, I mean you know it's it's we're starting out very humbly but uh it's it's uh I, it's going really well i mean the feedback's been great and uh we're just doing what we're like what we what matt and i both like so yeah. we're having a lot of fun do you yeah. still do your uh if you don't mind me bringing it up do you still do your the the, the career yeah, You're still a I, career guy? I, I'm still practicing law yeah so <laughs> obviously this is a lot more fun but sure. but um I still practice it in the mornings. I'm not doing, you know, uh, so I do wills, trusts, estate planning, real estate transactions. Okay. And, and uh, but um, this is much more for me. Sure. You know, so what, what happened was I was doing some of the more contested stuff. And, uh, you know, at some point it gets old fighting other people's battles and so i just wanted to do it was much it it's more fulfilling to do something uh creative like uh we like to make things that taste good both food and beer yeah and uh so this is something for me it's so it's it's very special you know yeah so we, we yeah what shows it, it shows in the food and the and the and in the the drinks as well one last question for you john if you had to pick Cooking or making beer, what would you do? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I, I view them both as the same. So, okay, sure. so, like, I was originally into cooking, and I think I made my my first home brew batch, and it was one of those uh, kits, you know. Sure. And it was actually really it tur- it was a pale ale, and it actually turned out really well. And I'm like, wow. And I just made another one, and I made another one, and made another one. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of fun, and I just kind of caught the bug so um you know i would say uh, i i see them as the same thing okay really and uh but obviously we're a brewery so i would pick being a brewery (laughs) but 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 they're both the same thing really basically what you're saying to me is like don't make me choose (laughs) you don't have to you don't have to no i'm glad you're doing the beer the beer is the thing the beer when you come here the beer is the thing sure yeah. So yep. the kitchen is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. A very, very good bonus too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well guys, thanks so much. The, I, 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 been wanting to get you guys on for a while. I love what you're doing. Love the place, love the beer. So keep up the good work. 
And where can people find you? I mean, first of all, location. You're on Grand and... We're at uh, 1205 West Pier Street, which is uh, near 12th Avenue and uh, Grand Avenue in the the uh, Lower Grand Avenue Historic District. So yeah. if you get to like I-10 and the 7th Avenue exit, you're less than a mile away from us. We're actually um, probably just the closest brewery you can get to off of the downtown freeway I, I, I think yeah yeah 17 or 10 we, gotcha, pop, we pop right up on Google if you Google us perfect right. that, that is funny because I was asking yeah. people, like what's your website and people are like yeah. I can just Google it <laughs> and I'm yeah. Googling yeah yeah they're like breeze <laughs> near me yeah. We off, pop right up. Coming whether off the I-17. Whether you're coming in from California or from Flagstaff or Yeah. We we pop up right away. Yeah. You get a, you get a lot of people come through that are just kind of traveling through and they You know what? Yeah, we're getting a lot of people from the airport. Yeah. And uh, even people who have said, "Ah, oh, you know, we had a, I had a 6 or 8 hour layover and I did a search for breweries and you came up and they got their airline baggage." And you're like, "Okay. <laughs> yeah. We got to lift back to the airport now." Yay. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, guys, yeah. keep up the great work. Really love this. So uh, i got to finish this bar line, so we should probably turn this mic off. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, I'm spilling stuff on my... All right, that's... We're shutting it down. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show. You are awesome. If you enjoy the show and you want to give some props to the show, go to... Give an iTunes rating and review. Is that the right way to say that? Give a rating and review for the show. However you listen to it. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, that really helps. And go check out the Arizona Beer Book. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. Website is the Arizona Beer Book. Covering Arizona beer. Because we love it. Arizona beer is awesome. So our goal is to stay awesome. Cuando se va de casa, triste me